Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Burt Show. So I want to go on record and set the record straight here that now that I am single and I've publicly been talking about it, uh, I want to put a stop to some of the DMs that I have been receiving. Uh, Kristen, what do you think those DMs look like? Mm. What do you think I'm thinking? Ladies sliding into your DMs to get a piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about, uh-huh. although I did get a very graphic one a couple of days ago. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, those don't need to stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ones I am talking about are the ones offering me puppies and dogs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, stop. Please stop. Mm-mm. Please stop. I am weak. Yeah, you are. Very weak. And when you send me these pictures, it's not just DMs also, it's friends. Another one hit me up last night. Um, Who are these supposed friends? Uh, I saw a golden doodle puppy last night. You can imagine who showed me that one. Mm. Right. Um, And I had one of my son's friend's moms hit me up last week also because her mother uh, is pretty elderly, but was fostering like a German shepherd and just couldn't handle it. So they're looking for... A, a house for this dog. Oh. Uh, and then the DMs have been coming in because I think I put something up a few weeks ago with a, when a dog jumped on me when I was traveling and people are like, obviously you need a dog. Oh, I got a dog. There's somebody down the street that has a dog. And then, look, I want to go six months here, no responsibility. Wise. It's mm-hmm. really Fair. what I want to do. I mean, I have been taking care of heartbeats for a very long, a lot of heartbeats. I'm so proud of you. So long. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, every time I get one of these like pictures, no, I, I get weak. <laughs> I get really weak, but I really want to go six months being able to go where I want, sleep where I want, travel when I want, not having to worry that I got to get home and take the dog out or wake up in the morning and take the dog out or take him for a walk. I don't want that responsibility yes. whatsoever. I want to be free! Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> right? So please stop with those, honestly. Uh, second thing I want to cover this morning is this. Have you guys ever woken up after a day or a week or a month and realize that you have purchased things in your sleep? No. No. Mm-mm. Never. Okay. one 855 Is this like Ambien purchases? Well, not quite Ambien, but I have changed my gummies. Oh. I'm on a different Delta 8 now. Uh, and if you don't know what Delta 8 is, it's not weed. So it's legal. You can get it uh, shipped anywhere you are in the country. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it's done, but it is done. <laughs> and the sleep gummies that I have been using that I've shared with Mo also... You can't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like a shortage of gummy trees. Yep. <laughs> the secret's out. Yeah, secret's out mm-hmm. on this one. So I've been trying something else, which has put me into some weird, like you said, ambient type state to where I, I know 
why I'm buying them. I just don't remember buying them, and I can see the purchase times are in the middle of the night. So what I do is I will scroll on Instagram in the middle of the day. I will make notes like, oh, you know what? I should buy that, but no, I'm not going to. And then in the middle of the night, I've been purchasing these items, and there are three, and they go from very not not so expensive to stupid. <laughs> okay. That's the scale. That's the scale. I can handle this to really, really stupid. So I remember looking at ads for some Contigo water bottles because I always lose water bottles. Always. Leave them everywhere. But for whatever reason, in the middle of the night, I bought three. All right. 22 bucks each, though. Those things are expensive. Okay. Now we're wow. $66. I don't remember buying them, but I can see when the first the, the delivery comes and I'm like, what? And then I look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, hiking boots, um, for $128. When are you, you going? You plan on going hiking? I have no hiking plans. Oh, I don't, okay. I hate hiking. <laughs> I mean, you learned that after you just went to Peru. Like, you've done enough hiking for the rest of your life. Right. I Thanks. learned that I hate hiking after I went hiking. Yeah. <laughs> Next typically time, how it works. I'm hiring somebody to take me where I want to go because there's too many steps. Uh, the third thing... I saw, I'm like, oh my God, this could be a really great idea, but I would never purchase it because it's so expensive, is a meditation and brain training helmet. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So I cannot sit there and meditate. I have tried it for years and years and years. For years, I've tried to work my way up. I'm at like 20 minutes, but I'm all over the place in my head. So there is this helmet that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I'm looking at it. This thing is ugly as hell. It is, man. <laughs> Turn your computer around. It's like the worst kinds of headphones. Oh, wait, hang on. I just I just signed up for something. It's okay, like the helmet. <laughs> I don't know what I did. It's like the helmet that you would. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the braces helmet. It's like, what? It's like headgear when you have braces when oh, you're like yeah. a teenager yeah. or whatever. I've seen. Like little infants when they come out and their heads all tweaked and you <laughs> and you have to put like a helmet on them to make it all round and stuff. At some point, it looks a little bit like that. No, and those are cute. That is not cute. It is not cute. Uh-uh. Um, but it's supposed to help you in a whole bunch of different areas with your meditation, give you more focus. You stick this thing on your head and then you look at a little graphic on your phone and. It's supposed to really help out. And I thought while I was looking at it, wow, I wonder if this thing really works. But it's $1,200. There's no way I'm buying that. And then it... It showed up on my door. Oh, my God. And I looked it up online, and sure enough, I had bought it at 2.37 in the morning. What? What? I don't don't remember. I have no idea. You can return this stuff, right? I guess so, but I tried it yesterday. It does work. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on with your hiking boots this time. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Burt Show. Who is this? Liz? Yes. All right. My mom owns an eBay store. And she sells, like, hat pins and, like, charm bracelets. And this guy bought a charm bracelet from her, and um, he said, he sent her an email and was like, I accidentally bought this while I was sleeping. He was like, I'm not going to return it because this is so funny. And my mom actually has that letter, like, posted in her office because we thought it was so funny that he ordered something in his sleep. What was it? A charm bracelet. It was oh, like, a charm uh, bracelet. Yeah, a charm. Oh, okay. It was like, she sells like, um, they're like the 
charms that go on the bracelet, not like an actual bracelet. I got it. I- I'm afraid I'm going to wake up in the morning. There's going to be a car in my drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good morning, Lindsay. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi. Um, I was in my bed ordering on Amazon, and I remember looking at candy, and next thing I knew, the next day when I was at work, four pounds of Twizzlers. That <laughs> four pounds? I was like, I did not order this. He's like, yes, ma'am, you did. People don't eat four pounds of Twizzlers in a lifetime. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so tired of them by now. <laughs> I can imagine. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Our listeners out in Alabama will love this because Netflix is keeping it in the family this holiday season. So one of their Christmas films is... I see. You made an Alabama incest joke. I saw that I'm a Florida fan. Uh, one of their Christmas films is getting slammed for, quote, unnecessary incest. So the holiday movie is called Family Switch. And the plot of the movie is that members of the family, of this family called the Walker family, they have magically switched bodies with each other, a la Freaky Friday. So the scene that everyone is talking about involves the son and the daughter who are now in the bodies of their parents, who, by the way, played by Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms. And Has she done a couple of these before, these body switching things? Well, she did 13 going on 30. Yeah, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's not a body switching thing. It's more of, that's more like a big okay. aspect, like a, yeah, a big, mm-hmm. a big spinoff. Yeah. So there's a, a scene where the neighbors come over and I guess they're really worried about their neighbor's marriage because then they encourage the couple to kiss. Of course, the siblings <laughs> resist and they eventually reluctantly kiss Oh, lighten up. It's funny. It's yeah, tension. It's funny. Come on, lighten up. I got a brother. I'm not offended. <laughs> I got two, three sisters. I'm not offended. What if I'm offended? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not offended. <laughs> I don't care. It's a movie scene, and I think it's one of those things like in comedy. It's like you never yes. really... Where's the line? Because the line is constantly moving. You know like, what I mean? If they started like tongue kissing and like grinding on each other, well then, that's <laughs> creepy, right? But if it's like a... Right. Ugh. They're clearly on. Unco- this is stupid. Can we move on? Okay. <laughs> okay. We talk about your your favorite Christmas movie now, Elf. Um, did you know that Zoe Deschanel, one of the stars in the film, has only seen the film once? A lot of artists are like this. Mm-hmm. Didn't Jared Leto told us the same thing, right? When it came to his music, yes. Um, that after he completes an album, he doesn't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, never. Until it's like 10 years later. He feels like after 10 years, then he can go back and listen to it and like, you know, appreciate what he did. He's like, it's over. There's nothing I can do about it. And I'm going to listen and She's probably like, I'm going to watch it with a critical eye and there's nothing I can do about it. It's fascinating because I can listen to my music after I create it, but I could never watch myself like do a comedy or be in a movie. I, I, there's no way. Yeah, I can't listen to our show either unless I'm making love to somebody and then I like to have it on in the background. <laughs> that would be so, so, so creepy. Which, which, which segment would it be? Do you have a favorite? Uh, definitely one of mine. Which, oh, it's when I'm like on a narrative. Which one of my voices would make you turn it up? Right? That's, I'm sitting here thinking, like, my husband and I are getting our freak on, and for some reason, his podcast starts, he's listening to the show. I'm like, which one of you all would completely take me out of the mood? No, my playlist, I've just edited all of you guys out. Oh. So it's just my voice playing while I'm making love to somebody else. <laughs> I, do, I do like the ditch or date, or the shady or not stage. Okay, Kristen Cavallari has been very honest on her podcast called 
Let's be honest. It's only natural that she would do that. So Kristen's newly single. She's out on the town. And she's recently spilled about some of the hottest guys she's ever hooked up with. She revealed that the hottest guy physically that she ever did the deed with was reality star Tyler Cameron. And as for how quickly they did the deed, well, that has been a hot topic on her podcast. So she's got people in debate about how soon you should get busy with someone that you're dating. I don't think it matters either. And then, plus, this dude is so good looking. Women don't even have a chance. If Cristiano Ronaldo walks in the room, you're sleeping with him. Yeah, you're panties melt off. You can't help it. <laughs> it's pure science. Ask it gets so hot down there, they just disintegrate. It's, <laughs> <nothing you can laughs> do. it's like a furnace, and it's just like... <laughs> oh it's not even... The women aren't even making a decision, like Kristen said. They're just burning off. <laughs> she, you're welcome for that visual, Thank by you. the way. Thank Thank you. You. I have thought about the lower half of your body more this week than I ever wanted to in my life, from you pulling your pants down in the studio, not once, but twice. <laughs> It'll times. be thrice tomorrow. It's oh, been it, three times. Oh, well, well we're yeah. going for the fourth baby. It's on the schedule. <laughs> All right, Paris Hilton is getting mom shamed after her new reality show uh, showed her unable to do a basic task. It's on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. You are in a love triangle. You can't make a decision, but we can make a decision for you. One eight five five Burt Show. I've been inspired by the show Buccaneers on Apple TV Plus, um, and so it's based in the eight. 1870s, and it's a bunch of rich American young girls going over to London to find them an aristocrat, right? And these are like hoity-toity London men who don't have a lot of money to their name. So they're actually searching for rich American women to re-inject funds and finances into their, um, into their families and into their estates. But aside, aside from that... It's, it's like a modern take. It's very Bridgerton-esque. So it's it's not like a stuffy type of period piece. It's very current. It's very hip. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's my guilty pleasure. And it's Abby's as well. It's really good. <laughs> it's not about pirates, despite the name. <laughs> yes, yes. It is not about pirates, despite the name of Buccaneers. So there is one storyline, and that is Nan. And she is not like the other girls. And she doesn't need, she doesn't want it. She doesn't need to get married. She's not trying to find a man, nor does she feel like she has to like come out at the um, at the at the ball in front of the queen. That's just not her jam. She's like, I don't need this. And the Duke has found that so appealing. And he wants her. But the Duke's best friend has also found this very appealing. And he wants her. And she has now found herself firmly in a, a love triangle trying to decide, will I be happiest with the Duke or happiest with the Duke's best friend? Taylor, you are on the Burt Show. You also find yourself in a love triangle. Yes, I am. Okay, do tell. So I was with my ex-husband and the father of my kids for a little over 10 years, but it was just toxic through and through. But I had recently gotten married to my husband now, who is financially stable, is an awesome stepdad. He's there. I have no problems. I have no doubt. But my ex and is secretly texting me saying that he wants his family back and he wants us to work it out. And in the back of my mind, you know, you, you secretly want your family to work out. You follow your kids. Yeah. So I don't know. It's complicated. And my ex and my current husband is aware that he's texting me too. Mm. So he is having some doubts and it's 
Okay, we need a little more here. So the other guy, why are you feeling like you might be in love with this person as well? Well, we had kids together. We got married. I've known him since I was 17. We've been together that long. It was really toxic when we were together. So there was cop calls. There was arrests. There was, it was just, it was just horrible situation. But he was my first love. Mm-hmm. And he's the father of my kids. So it's like he's changed and... Has he? <laughs> <laughs> Has he? Are you hoping he's changed? People can change. Sometimes. I don't know, but from what I'm seeing, it's completely different than what I've known. So it's like, do you take that chance or do you go with somebody who's stable, secure, and reliable? But you're attracted yeah. to him in a, in a deep way, the new safe guy. Yeah, we, me, my current husband, I love him, I do, but it will. Ne- I don't think he'll ever get that Mm-hmm. And your current husband, do you share a child together or no? No. Okay. But he's an awesome stepdad. Yeah. He helps. I mean, he's just showers him with love and affection, so he really claims him as his own. Mm, that's a good man. So what makes you think that the ex and the baby daddy has truly changed? It's just the things he's saying. He's saying that he's really working on it. He bought a house because he said he wanted... When I've been begging him for years that we should invest in real estate, he bought a house, which is close to our house. Um, he's involved in the kids now. He picks them up. He's helping financially. It's just more than what he did. Ever. I'm not saying he hasn't changed, but I feel like it's almost impossible to know if somebody has truly changed mm-hmm. while you're not in the relationship with them. Mm-hmm. This is a true but love triangle. Changed enough to. Try it again. You don't have the chemistry with your husband, that connection, that fire that you had with your bad boy ex. I don't, but I also know what it's like being a single mom, and it's just, I have no worries about that stress, about where they lay their head, how they eat, because he's he's taking care of that. My now husband is taking care of that, so I'm compromising on mm-hmm. that security or love. Ooh, this is good. So the thing about your ex, and I appreciate that those changes have been made and it's hard to change, but it just sounds like he's doing the basics, the bare basic minimum. He is being a dad and buying a hat. Like those aren't above and beyond things to me that would yeah. make me come back there. Congratulations. You are a functioning adult now. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. But those are the things I needed for mm. us to work. And he's doing that. Well, that see, was all I needed. see how long he does it for. But here's the other part. If you're with your current husband because it's security for your kids, then I think you need to get out of that relationship because that's not a reason to stay. You stay because you love the person. And I understand that is very much a part of it. And like as a mom myself, I would look for that security as well. But that shouldn't be the sole reason that you stay. And if that's what's keeping you there for real, then I think you need to bounce. And this is not, but this is not a loveless marriage, is it? No, I, I do love him. It's just a different type of love. Your mm-hmm. first love is just, it's just, a, it's just different. If we were going to go around and give some kind of input, if it had any kind of impact at all, man, like you said, you found a man that loves your kids and is you feel safe, they feel safe, he loves you. I am not giving that up on the risk of maybe this dude that has made some adjustments without the pressure because he's on the periphery right now. I am not giving that up. Yeah, your your ex, how long has he upped, like how long has it been since he's upped his game? Like how, this, this new version of him, him. How long have you witnessed this? It's been a year now of solid routine and dedication to, to who he's been. It's been a full year change. I'm, I'm so torn because, I mean, if the new guy is doing everything right and you feel safe and you feel secure and you still feel like 
you have that desire to go and be with your ex because you can't quite reach that point, then I feel like your heart should tell you to go get that fire. But sometimes that fire will put you in jail, man. It's going to burn you. It's going to burn you. Broke, right? Yeah. My ex husband will never give me the security that my now husband will. He just will never be able to provide that. Ooh, that's it for me. Mm. You got a family to worry about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my position. Where are you going? I think you got to go for your ex. What? What? I'm listening to this, and you keep trying to sell us on your ex. Yeah, you're yeah, talking more sure. lovingly of him than you are your current. You are trying mm-hmm. to convince us that your ex has changed, and it's better, and he's a different man, which tells me you know deep inside you want to be with your ex. You just can't make that decision because it means giving up security for your kids, and maybe that makes you feel mm-hmm. like a bad parent. And you need somebody else to tell you to go for your ex. What do you think, Abby? Yeah, but I have plenty of friends that want to get back with their exes that are horrible. I have a friend whose ex, like, literally came after her with a knife. And she's like, but she's changed. She has not changed. (laughs) I really feel for you because I know know that tug that you're talking about where you feel like you should be with this person. But I feel like this is the classic case of a toxic relationship where it was such a roller coaster where you're focusing on those highs that you're forgetting about those lows. And because there wasn't a ton of closure in that relationship because you would have stayed with him if he had fixed these things that I think now that that missing piece has kind of slipped its way back in there you think okay well things can be this things can be how I want them to be but I think you have to remember how toxic things were back in the day too because he's still the same guy just with a couple of minor changes yeah all I think is and it's not a big deal is that if you go back to your ex that'll be the biggest um, regret of your life (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, Abby just changed my opinion again. <laughs> Stay with your current. Hey, will you keep us posted every now and then? I would love to just check in with you and see where your head and your heart's at. Yeah. All right, Taylor, let me put you on hold. Thank you for sharing with us. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. That's what we're looking for right there. Ooh, That's the one. That, that is a That's the one. That is a tried and true yeah. love triangle right there. The Bird Show. Abby. Guy says he wants to take you out on a date. Ah, First yay! date. I know. Right? <laughs> what a choice. Is he cute? Uh, so he, cute. Yeah, he's perfect for you. Um, but we already know there's not going to be a second date because you're not going to be excited by it. Hey, what, but if he's perfect for me, how could I not be excited? You'll find a way. Yeah, because <laughs> because he wants to take you to Starbucks for the first first date. Bad, good idea or bad idea? I think that's fine. Cash. This girl is um, getting some heat. Actually, it's backlashing. She is recording a first, the beginning of a first date that she's on, and she's in this guy's car, and she's recording it to out him. And it's back. There's backlash against her on the internet because she thinks she's in the right of calling this dude out for taking her to Starbucks for her first date. She's like, looking like this, you're going to take me to Starbucks, and he. Did, was not having it, was going to drop her at home, and then decided instead just to kick her out of the car. Do we have audio for this? Yes, we do. I'm going to take you back home. home. I'm going to take you back home where you can uh, mm-hmm. take yourself some cup noodles or something. You want to take me home? Yeah, I'm going to take you home. I look like this you in your car right now, and you want to take me home. Yeah, I'm going to take you home. You sure about that? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And you can you can get any other day, right? Just like you said, you can get any dude to come and pay for your meal and take you out and wind down you, right? You can you can get that at any so, time, right? So now we're not going on the date because you don't want to pay more than Starbucks. Oh, it's not bad. You see, the money's no option. So if money's no option, then why aren't we going on the date? <clears throat> like an actual date. 
because one, you trying to put me on blast, but you got your phone out filming this inter interaction right now. Okay, for because what reason? I thought I was getting pranked at this point. Okay. Like, okay. it feels like it's not real because I've never had a grown man take me to Starbucks for a date. What is this, grown, high school? You never had a grown man in general because, oh. uh, you know... You acting really unappreciative. Like you expect me to take Are you to some five star restaurant right out the gate. You know what? I'm gonna do you one better. I'm not even gonna take you home. What? Any any dude can come and get you and take you out, right? Okay, cool. Let me get, let me go ahead and make sure that's the case. Um, I'll pull over right. Are here. you serious? Right? Yep, You're not serious. Are you? Go ahead and get out. <laughs> you know what? Yep. Whatever. Go back to your profile. Ask one of them dudes to pick you up. Take you out. Ladies, this man right here is broke. He's broke. <laughs> I can tell you he's not broke because they're sitting in a Tesla. So he definitely yeah. has at least enough to buy a base model Tesla. But here's the thing. So she's looking cute. He looks good, too. But he's he's more casual, I would argue. He's in like a muscle tank, but still looks really good. Is it daytime or nighttime? It's daytime. Okay. Um, and it sounds like they've already had an argument where she's saying something like, any guy would take me anywhere. Right. And that's when the filming started. So... On one hand, like, you're going on a date and you're getting into this dude's Tesla and then he's like, we're going to go get Starbucks. Do you feel some type of way about it? Like, who is right in this situation? Should he have kicked her out of the car as soon as he did? Like, what would you do? I think they're both wrong, but for different reasons. Like, for a first date for me, I really have no problem with something casual. I don't know you. You don't know me. I don't need you spending 100 bucks on a first date just to find out that I'm not going to be excited about a second date. It's easy enough to get out, you know? Um, I think he was incredibly wrong for leaving her on the side of the road. I think, it's, I think it's icon behavior, but I think it's also horrible that he did that. I, I think... You should have taken her home, taken the W, because she looks entitled in this entire video, but then you leaving her on the sidewalk makes you look a little crass. All right, I'm going to be new to this whole dating game thing again, so I can tell you this, that taking somebody to Starbucks for a first date seems really easy and cheap. It's offensive to me. Like, unless you say we're going to get a cup of coffee for the date in the middle of the afternoon, that's an acceptable first date. But if I'm picking you up and we're going on a date and I'm spending less than $10 for a cup of coffee as our date, that feels cheap and easy to me. It is For me, it depends on how much you've conversed prior to the date. So if you literally have talked for like two seconds, met on a dating app, have had like hardly any, any conversation... Starbucks, absolutely. If you have you establish had, that before you go to Starbucks, though, right? Because she's probably expecting like a lunch. Oh, she can keep on expecting that. Yeah, you right. shouldn't expect anything going into a date. Period. Like that's that's on her for not managing her expectations. I don't see if if they had minimal communication going to Starbucks to get to know each other and sit in a coffee shop and just hang. I have no issue with that. Now, if you had been talking for like a month and had like mad communication or whatever and really kind of knew each other and you were going to go on a date, then I would expect like what you would consider in quotations a typical date. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the guy on this one. I, I think all of it would have offended me. I, I'm with Kristen on, it depends on how long they knew each other, but the video gives me they didn't know each other that well because I think he would have already had known that she was like this. So to me, it, they didn't know each other. He doesn't know you yet. He doesn't owe you anything until go have a conversation at Starbucks. I see nothing wrong with it and and the whole pulling the phone out part, that, mm -hmm. that's the part that would have made me want to get out of that situation yes. immediately. Yeah, that I agree with. And put, like, you know, put yourself in other people's financial shoes. No, you're not broke or no, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Even take, like, the Tesla out of it. Like, you know, 
Money's tight these days for a lot of people. And if you're out there dating and you're dating multiple people, you can't be taking people out to nice restaurants one after the other. You kind of have to like feel each other out to see like, is this something I want to invest in? And she is obviously <laughs> not something you want to invest in. That is a bad investment. You're yeah. going to get no return on that whatsoever. Right. I think that I have dinosaur mentality here because if I can't afford to take her out on a date, then I'm not taking out anybody on a date. Then you're going to get people who just want to date you for the nice restaurants. Not, I mean, if, if it's just Starbucks, $10, you know, I'm going to wait until I got 20 and take it at Chili's. First of all, a, a latte <laughs> is like $10 these days. If, right? it, if it had been a boutique coffee, sh- coffee shop, that feels way different. And that's where I would have gone. First of all, you need $25 to go to Chili's. It's two for 25 <laughs> <laughs> It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. As we get closer and closer to Christmas Day, it gets more heated and more heated. In malls, uh, people are getting more aggressive in malls. It is harder to work retail. It is harder to shop in retail. We encourage you guys not, not to yell at each other. We got a line that you can yell on. It's the Burt Show's retail vent line. Hey, Steve if you're going to go out to a restaurant and you're going to leave $0 as a tip, go f*** yourself, you grinchy mother f- I make $2.33 an hour for you to be an hole the whole time you're sitting at the table demanding every little f***ing thing that you don't need, you lard ass. And then you're going to leave me a dollar on a $40 bill. Take a flying f- off a building, f- weed. Look, I don't know what the f- issue is with people not wanting to f- work, but y'all need to go to f- work because I'm tired of checking myself out than having to show my goddamn receipt at the damn door. Come on, man. Y'all get off y'all's asses and go to work. This goes out to all the assholes that decide to wait the last minute to use your f- benefit. I work with an eye doctor. We are already done for the month of December, end of the year. Everybody's using their benefits. What the f- makes you think, oh yeah, you know what? I have an empty space here in the next 30 minutes. Come on, walk right in. No, asshole. Like everybody else, make a appointment and then you can move on with your life. I don't care if your son is here only for the next week. You should have thought about that before he came for his holiday break. Everybody's trying to get in. Everybody and their mom is trying to get in. Schedule an appointment like a normal person. If you know your kids are coming home for the holidays in September, make an appointment for December and add it with time. Guess what? Christmas is the same day every year. It is? I sell Christmas lights. It is not my fault that you waited till the week after Thanksgiving to try to order your Christmas lights that you need on your house immediately. You waited until after Thanksgiving and now you want them the next day, but you don't want to pay for shipping the next day. That's not the way this works. It's the same day every my suggestion, I don't know, maybe buy them before Thanksgiving if you want them before December. Jesus Christ. And then you're going to sit there and yell at us because you didn't get it in time? I'm sorry you waited until the busiest time of the year for the easiest thing to buy. Holy sh**. <laughs> we are running out of beeps. Yeah, we are. We don't have an unlimited uh, amount. There's There seems to be a theme like every year in this year is just sheer exasperation. <laughs> That's what's coming through with the retail vent line this year. It's appalling, but keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 404-954-1360. 404-954-1360 is the Burt Show's retail vent line. 
All right, so Cassie is reading a book right now, and there is a question that she has while she's reading the book that could be very defining on as a, uh, as you answer it. Yeah, so it's a book called The Downloaded, and it's one of the Audible originals. I, I don't have a lot of time to read, but as Abby says, reading is making a comeback. Is there fairy porn in it? Otherwise, I'm not into it. <laughs> uh, there isn't in this one, actually. It's what? Kind of, yeah, Ooh. it's sci-fi-ish. These ones are so cool, though, because they sound like movies. They have, like, sound effects and stuff, and so it sounds like they're in a cafe. Wherever they are, there's background, so it really sounds like you're listening to a movie because normally I'm not a huge, huge fan of regular audiobooks. But so in this scenario, a guy, get he, um, he commits murder, okay, of a childhood bully who's bullied him his whole life and comes back. It's played by Brendan Fraser. Um, Fraser is the voice actor. And he murders this childhood bully as an adult who's still bullying him and trolling him, and he gets sentenced to prison. Now, he has an eight-year-old daughter, okay? And they come to him. This is set in the future, so they come to him with an offer. And I want to know what you guys would do in this scenario before I tell you what he does. But they say, you have been sentenced to 50 years for your murder, and he's let for this murder, and it was a crime of passion. And he's like, I have an eight-year-old daughter. I... I'm not going to see her again until maybe she's a grandmother. You know, I don't want to miss out her whole life, but it is what it is. And they say, here's the thing. We will let you serve your sentence in an AI prison. We are going to upload your consciousness into like a, into a computer, right? And it will feel like 50 years for you. You'll serve a 50-year prison sentence. But on the outside world, it's only 10 months. All right, so you're going to get to see your sister, your daughter in real life in mm. 10 months. Only 10 months of her life will pass, but uh -huh. for you, it's going to feel like 50 years has passed. Uh -huh. But here's the deal. You have to relive your crime in detail from every single angle, every single week, and you are not, because it's exposure therapy, like that's their, their thing is, wow. we're going to expose you to it over and over again in every single angle for 50 years so that you will never want to do it again. You're also not allowed any contact with the outside world. All you get is a 30-minute video of your daughter every six months Damn. to watch. That's it. Would you take that deal, yes or no? Why don't you just read some books like Willy Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is my favorite. Uh, that one's twisted, too, if you really it think is. about it. It's it the is. gateway to fairy porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wow. doesn't get to see or touch or feel his daughter. He's just only he's only getting a video every six months, and then every week he has to relive the murder. And it's gonna yeah, no, I'm just gonna serve my sentence. But he gets to spend he gets to see his daughter before she turns nine. Like How long is the sentence for? Fifty years. Fifty years. Wow. So if you just served the sentence and you you when you come out, your daughter's fifty years will have gone by in her life. Yeah, she'll be fifty eight. But if you do this special like consciousness AI mm -hmm. prison, only ten months of her life has passed. I'm doing the ten months. I'm I'm doing it too. Her whole yeah. life. So wait, That's he's out life. in ten months and he's with his daughter again in the real world. But it will feel like him mentally. It will feel like fifty years. So the passage, so he will still, in essence, serve his entire sentence, but he's not, he's going to have a few other prisoners in there with him, but they're all fake AI. So he'll be able to have interactions. So there are not going to be gang fights or anything like that in prison. Um, no outdoor time, but you still have like several rooms. You have your cell, you have the cafeteria, that sort of thing. And you can also replay the video as much as you want. That why, you get why, the watching the crime every, every day, that's brutal. But if it means the difference between actually being in my daughter's life or not, I, I'd, I'd do it. I'd sacrifice that. It's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. I can't. You can't go 50 years without seeing how experiencing your daughter's experiences through the, that half, yeah, half century. No way. So for 10 months, 
I'm so confused. Okay, so <laughs> your brain, your consciousness is, gets uploaded to a computer. And I get that. In the computer, it feels like 50 years. Yes, I get that. I'm saying for, so for 10 months, wh- where is this video of your daughter coming in? They like spend a couple hours with her recording her one day. And you only do that for 10 months? No, you get, you get every six months, you get a 30 minute video of her. But if you're, if you're getting out in 10 months, why do you need a six months? Six months to you not on the outside world. So like like if it were Jimmy, they'd spend a, a day filming Jimmy, playing, doing different things, activities, and then they chop it up and every 30 months, every six months for you, you get a 30 minute video. But for Jimmy, it's like a day. Kristen is looking at you, I'm pretty sure the same way she did the SAT math question, where you just couldn't figure out exactly what they were saying in this math question to figure it out. Oddly, I did really well on my SATs and my ACT. Um, I'm going to blame this one on Jimmy, uh, Jimmy waking me up an hour and a half before my alarm went off this morning. I'm just having a really hard time like comprehending where we are, what we're doing, and who I'm seeing, and if I'm real or not. Well, this break has gone on for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like just a couple of minutes, I but thought it was it's really been 50 years. <laughs> The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Paris Hilton is getting mom shame for not knowing how to do a basic task when it comes to raising a child, but the perfect butt size. So plastic surgeons at Loma Linda University in California got 1,100 men and women to look at digitally generated backsides to determine what is socially the most attractive butt. Which has certainly changed over the years, right? Apparently. So the Daily Mail actually put out (laughs) the photos of all of the butts (laughs) to determine which ones um, we all thought were the most attractive. So I thought I would let you all determine (laughs) which ones you think the study concluded is the most socially attractive butt. Bear bear butts? Bear butts. Okay. But they're not real. Part of this panel asking for a friend. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Okay. So the first one is I would consider like the average person's back. Backside, you know, they look like they're, you know, about like on the thinner side. Then on the second one, a little more plump, a little bit more Kim K ish, like Kim Kardashian today. The third one is probably Kim Kardashian about five years ago. (laughs) The fourth one is Kim Kardashian if she didn't have the (laughs) tummy tucking surgeries or whatever makes her waist so small. And then the fifth one, maybe if she'd put on about 10 more pounds. And the sixth one is if she decided to get the BBBBL, the big, 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 big. Brazilian butt lift. I have a hunch. I know which one Moe's going to pick. I can't see him. Oh, there you go. Uh, um. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of number one. <laughs> which one you like? Six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, really? yeah. I like I a big brown. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he likes big butts and he cannot lie. Cannot lie. Chris. Uh, Number three. Let me see that again. Yeah. I think it was number three. Uh, yeah, of me. course you want to see it again. Uh, <laughs> I just want to go look at that. You want me to zoom in? Uh, I think th- three work, works pretty well for me right there. Yeah, I like one. Okay. One. one and three, there's not a whole lot of difference between one and three, I don't feel like. Well, Kristen's in the average because the first one is actually the most attractive butt to the masses, which researchers said that they were surprised about because in the past it was more towards the Kim Kardashian-esque butts like uh, number two and three. Mo and I were in the Dominican Republic years ago, right, for New Year's Eve. And while we were there, there was a party going on and they had hired like women to dance on stage. It was like a... I don't want to say a burlesque type thing, but this organized dance thing going on. And Mo and I were checking them out, and I was like, ooh, to that one and that one over there. And Mo's had the number six butt over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
Really? Dude, you can show a movie on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an IMAX screen. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay, something a little bit more wholesome. Paris Hilton is getting criticized on social media for admitting that she did not know how to change her son's diaper until about a month after he was born. So this all comes from an episode of her new reality series called Paris in Love. And she confessed. She's like, you know what? I was a little bit scared to change his diaper. So the clip is showing Paris introducing her son, Phoenix, to her sister, who is a mom of three kids. And she said, should I learn how to change his diaper? And then her sister, Nikki, goes, you've never done it. And so then they bring him over to the changing table. And Paris is like, you know what? I said I wasn't going to do this on my birthday, but I will do it for you my son. So then Nikki and the nanny then had to show Paris how to change the diaper. Paris is like, I don't know which one's the front, where's the back, where does it like tie up? And we're a month in? And we're a month wow. into him being alive. But I guess when you have a nanny, like, you don't really need wow. to know. I know we're not supposed to judge, but damn, here I am. Uh, come on, it's your own kid and you've never changed its diaper? Is there anybody, any woman listening right now that had a child and didn't change its diaper for the first 30 days? one 855 show. You never want to call anybody like a bad mom. But damn. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think, I don't think that doesn't elicit like bad mom. I just... It perplexes me that for 30 days you didn't change your son's diaper. Now, for it's, it's us, not just about the diaper, though. When I'm like putting this into the judgmental category, it's not just about the diaper. It's yeah. like if you're not going to do that, then what else aren't you going to do mm-hmm. as a parent? So I remember when my son was born, that was the very first diaper my husband had never changed. Like he had never, ever, ever changed a diaper until my son was born. And he had to do it because I had a C section and I couldn't get out of the bed. So he got to change the, you know, that first diaper, which Cassie knows is like so normal. It's like black tar that's coming out of the kid. Um, But yeah, to go 30 days and not have changed your baby's diaper yet, it's it's odd. Well, accepting medical conditions, what's weird is that even if you're hanging out with the baby, like babies, newborns poop and pee so much, which means if she's hanging out with her son and her son pooped, she would have to call someone over and hand her son off to go change it. And that to me, it's not weird having a nanny if you're lucky enough and you can afford it. But you're clearly going to be hanging out with your kid and then passing him off just to have right. someone change the diaper. Um, I would take the same opinion, and it pisses me off, when, and it's more acceptable for whatever reason. When dudes say that they never changed a diaper. It used when to be more acceptable. Was, it's not acceptable anymore. It pisses me off. It's like, yeah, I, I'll do anything but that. And that was acceptable at some point. It's just as bad. It's a beautiful trend on social media now that millennial dads are the most involved dads that we've seen. And I think Gen Z is going to be the same way in that um, they're just they are they're just so much more hands on. Allie, good morning. You are part of the birth show. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Are you going to tell me that you didn't change your kids diapers? I did not change my first son's diaper for about a month. Why? So I had really bad postpartum depression and anxiety. Okay. And I was terrified to change his diaper, um, especially with the circumcision and everything. So my husband was amazing and supported me in that and helped me out until I was ready. You took the only possible acceptable lane. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you calling. Yeah, I wanted to put some awareness out there that that's the thing that happened. I got you. Now, Paris is not claiming that. Well, she is claiming PTSD, which is why she had a surrogate and she didn't carry the baby herself because of what she experienced at that school when she was um, I see. assaulted. Right. So that's why she decided to go the surrogate route. For more stories, head to com. Click eBuzz. 
The Burt Show. Kristen needs a win this morning. She said she was up late with her kid last night, came in here. You know, she's throwing around words like Oppenheimen. Um, <laughs> um, it was Barbenheimen. Actually, it was Barbie's hymen, I think. Yes, that is exactly what I said. She said she's been on the struggle bus. So let's give her the win she deserves right now because there is nothing better than saying, I told you so. Told you so. Yep. Told you so. This was before you got here, Abby, but I'll tell you too. I have refused, and people have made fun of me because I will not give up my DNA for any of those DNA ancestry tests. Don't want any part of it. Not going to give you my spit, not going to give you my blood, not going to give you any of my bodily fluids so you can have my DNA and start doing any kind of digging online. There's, it's just it's some- always freaked me out. I don't, I, I don't think I'm worthy enough of having somebody use my DNA for anything, let alone it be nefarious. But regardless, it never made me comfortable. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So I have been, and I've, this is like a soapbox I have stood on and hollered off of for quite some time. I've gotten so many DMs of people sending me this article about how 23andMe, one of those DNA ancestry businesses, Confirms hackers stole ancestry data on 6.9 million users. So 23andMe announced that hackers accessed the personal data of about 14,000 individuals. The problem comes in is because those people had signed up uh, signed up for something called DNA relative feature. So that means it connects you with other people. So if you were the person who originally had your data stolen, that means anybody you're connected to, they got their information as well because you opted into the DNA relatives feature. And so as far as like what they have, they have the name, the birth year, relationship labels, the percentage of DNA shared with relatives, ancestry reports, self-reported location, you name it, these hackers have it. I'm glad this happened. On my family tree. There's three-fourths of the people on my family tree I don't even like. (laughs) And there's no way for me to obviously get back at them for the dislike I have for them. So this was kind of a passive-aggressive way to do it. Is that so? Uh So this is a long con for you? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not really at risk. They've just taken everybody's info on your family tree. Well, no. If if you've done it and you've opted for, like, the anybody who's done it, if you opted for the relative feature or whatever, it's they can access other people's information. And it's when you total everything out and how the hackers did whatever they did, 6.9 million people had their information stolen. Wow. <laughs> I've always been with you on this one. I would never do it. Yeah. Never. Have you ever done it? I've literally never done it. I've thought about it, but what is it going to tell me? I, I'm... I'm white. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, I, I look white. I sound really white. I have white interests. You're not going to surprise me with anything. I drink Starbucks and listen to Taylor Swift. What are you going to shock me with? My great-great-grandmother's from Norway? <laughs> Give us all $20 and we'll tell you what you just said. <laughs> all right, so today is follow-up Thursday. You guys remind us on about storylines that we haven't tied up in a nice little bow for you. And this one Came from, uh, just knock yourself out. Sure. <laughs> Was that your face on the mic? <laughs> it was. I'm starting to have a hot flash over there. <laughs> over there. Everyone's freezing in the studio and I'm sweating because I got my electric blanket on. <laughs> well, will you do me a favor and look up NFL concussion protocol? Happy Mike Heather. Rachel Moreland says, hey, a few weeks back, There was a story of a guy who said he had a new relationship and the lady said she is now pregnant with his child. 
not knowing that he is uh, already had a vasectomy. He was being so sensitive about the situation and wasn't sure how he was going to tell slash ask her if it could be someone else's. And I haven't seen an update yet. Okay, Rachel, uh, Moreland, let's get you some answers. All right. So this originally, um, we originally heard this story uh, October of this past year. And our listener was panicking when he found out the woman he'd been dating for three whole months was pregnant. And panicking, you would think, for one reason, but... He knew the baby wasn't his because he got a vasectomy years ago. He was waiting until they got serious before telling her, so he hadn't disclosed this to her. So now he was faced with a decision. He didn't want to call her out for sleeping with multiple people, and essentially he didn't want to call her sloot, but he knew the chances of him being the father just weren't possible. So we told him to be straightforward with her and tell her about the vasectomy. So did he ever tell her the truth or not? Yes, I told her about my vasectomy. That was the most awkward conversation, but it had to be done. I just laid it out there, told her straight up that there was no way I could be the dad. She was totally shocked. We actually split for a bit. Needed some space, you know. But the thing is, we really like each other. So, after a couple of days apart, we're hanging out again. I'm still not sure what's going to happen with the, when the baby arrives. It's a weird spot to be in. Liking someone a lot, but having this huge thing hanging over us. That's one way to... You know, or one thing to call it. <laughs> We're just taking it day by day for now. I'll keep you posted on how it all pans out. Did he say in here at any point when he got this? It was a few years ago. Yeah. All right. So I don't think that that gunk can stay in you. The live gunk can stay in you for years. I know when a lot of guys get in, have this misconception that as soon as you get the vasectomy done and then I'm not exactly sure how to say this Um, a, a, after like one time of releasing that you're safe and it's not like that at all it takes a couple of different times so they have sex thinking the vasectomy is going to protect them when the truth is you just haven't you haven't emptied the tank yet if you know what i mean Mm. it's super rare but they can fail like there's a a trend on tiktok of all things of wives talking about their husband's vasectomies failing and pushing men to check their vasectomies every single year because they're like we thought we were fine and look at this child now we have twins because it failed years ago Years yes. after the vasectomy? Some of them are years. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't, I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, somebody DM'd me after we did this and said that after 13 years of her husband having a vasectomy, they got pregnant. What? Wow. 13 years. Crazy. I'm not a shock. Yeah, if I'm the husband in that situation, I'm like, I don't believe you. Well, <laughs> I, would, I would be in the same boat, actually, because uh-huh. when I first saw the first one, I was like, okay, covering your tracks, but then they kept popping up of all these women saying how... The vasectomies are failing, and you should get them checked yearly. It's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.